Rick Jensen on 1150 AM, 101.7 FM, WDEL. Over the past few years, thousands of people have had their cars towed. And uh, according to the contract uh, that uh, Ken Grant, who's an activist on this in the city of Wilmington, uh, that was illegal at least one year. They're not supposed to be towing any cars. And also thousands of people uh, getting parking tickets uh, wherein they shouldn't. And this is not just according to me. This is according to uh, activists in the city of Wilmington, the Institute for Justice, and others who've been on this for many, many, many years. I mean, Ken Grant is a guy who has worked in the field of transportation, and uh, he's been lobbying now, I guess, like this is probably the third administration on parking issues so that you don't get screwed when you try to get in the city of Wilmington. Now, having talked about this in the past, I know a lot of people say, well, I don't go to Wilmington anymore. Well, I like Wilmington, and I, and I do want to go, and I want, I want reasons uh, to go and, and to hang out and have fun and meet friends and go to dinners, go to events, go to performances. I, I love Wilmington. I really do. But the problem is that these administrations rely on you to subsidize the government based on fees and fines, which are far too often scandalous in nature. So what Ken did now is he started a YouTube channel. He's going downtown with a camera. The first one he's done is extraordinary. I just saw it uh, over the weekend. I watched it again this morning. Ken's on the phone right now as he really is trying to fight for you to enjoy the city of Wilmington as opposed to saying, I can't go to Wilmington. Why? I'm afraid my car's going to get towed. I'm afraid I'm going to get tickets out the wazoo because it's so confusing. Ken, thanks for being on, man. Rick, thank you very much. Uh, uh, greetings from downtown Wilmington where I'm hanging out today. Now, uh, let, let's get a, a a couple of uh, of things understood here. You're going down with a camera to places where people are confused about how long they can park or whether they can park there at all. Is that right? Uh, pretty much, yes. We're we're finding. I mean, I I, I stated this the other week. I, I feel like you can't really go more than a few blocks without finding uh, something that is either misleading, wrong, contradictory, just plain confusing. You know, uh, difficult to understand. And the, the problem is you, me, and I would dare say over 90% of the people that I've come in, come in contact with, everybody wants to follow the rules. Yeah. Everybody wants to do the right thing. You, you know, no one's sitting there again, maybe, maybe a few people are sitting there saying, Oh, how can I game the system? But the vast majority of people, they want things, they want the rules to be clear. I come here, I park, I pay this much to stay for this long, and everything's fine. Uh, and the problem is that so many parts of the city, you just don't know what it is. And as we're finding out, it seems like nobody seems to know uh, what the rules are supposed to be. Well, I remember a while back, uh, you found some uh, parking meters at, on the riverfront. And they're not supposed to be any parking meters on the riverfront. And, and then, no, no, no. They, uh, uh, what it was was the, the kiosks, uh, which, you know, the, the city code says that you pay for parking Monday through Friday. These kiosks were set up to accept money seven days a week, 24 hours a day. And the signage on the kiosks indicated that they collected money, you know, Monday through Saturday. So uh, what happened was over the over the course of a couple of years, the city collected over twenty thousand dollars they weren't supposed to collect. 
And um, there's no way to refund that to people, is there? Or, or is there? Is there a way to identify these people? Were they using the credit cards or just d- dumping quarters in? Uh, you know, I, I've, I've, I've given up on trying to get the city to even acknowledge that anything wrong happened there, other than they, they finally fixed that. Uh, so that's no longer the case uh, overall. But there's still – and now the problem is a lot of these uh, machines are broken half the time. And I've some of the people I've talked to have said they have gone – they're, you know, they're supposed to meet friends for drinks after work or they're going to a party at uh, Del Pez or something. And they get there and the machine's not working and they decide rather than risking getting a ticket and having to go through all that stuff, they just leave. Oh, wow. Yeah, that, 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 that's, and that's the worst. I know. Now, I go to a, th- a thing at the Queen Theater, for example, uh, coming up on Friday night. There's a great show at the Queen Theater. And I highly recommend you go to uh, Eventbrite or just Google, uh, just go to the Queen Theater, look at events. It's called the Vinyl Countdown, celebration of records that are made out of vinyl. And by the way, it's becoming more and more popular. There's like three bands playing. One's called Region, which I really want to see because there are some great musicians there. And I just go around the corner. There's a parking garage there, five bucks when there's an event at the Queen, right? And mm-hmm. so, and, and I love that. That That makes it so easy, even though it's... For a lot of people, they're going like $5. Heck, I can go somewhere else and not have to pay parking at all. All right? I, I, I totally get that. But then when you're parking on the street, it becomes a whole different thing. For example, uh, a couple weekends ago, went and saw uh, BFF by Faith and Friends. It's uh, basically uh, Chris, mm-hmm. Chris and uh, Dave Duncan. Uh, They're fantastic. They were performing at Deco. So uh, we go there to park. <laughs> and I'm parking uh, down on Orange Street. And I'm going like, I don't even know if I'm allowed to park here. Because, it, I don't know, there's a little bit of orange uh, or yellow, yellow painted on the curb. And, and I, I talked to a police officer. Can I park there? He says, oh, yeah. I said, okay. But you don't know if the police officer doesn't even know. If he's going, yeah, park there, but somebody else gives you a ticket. You don't know. So you went out right by Deco over there where they have live music, a bunch of uh, uh, different, uh, they're not really restaurants. They're uh, kind of like what you see in a mall, you know, the uh, oh, yeah. the. I don't know, kiosks. It's a food court. It's, yeah, a, it's, a, it's a great food court. Yeah. yeah, it's a food court. Very nice. And I love that place. So uh, so we, we go there, and every once in a while I take a look at my car because I'm worried about it. That's the worst thing in the world. You have to go somewhere and like, eh, I hope my car is going to be okay. So this is where you went with the video, isn't it? That's that's for episode one, yes. That's, okay. Uh, that's where episode one was built. Well, tell us about episode one. And so episode so what actually inspired this? was uh, sitting in JP Court last July, which is the last time that the city allowed uh, appeals to make their way to JP Court. And one of the woman, women who was uh, appealing their ticket uh, was being charged with uh, parking just over a yellow curb line. You know, just uh-huh. the front wheels were, were in that yellow curb. And she was trying to explain how confusing all the the uh, signs and the curb uh, colors were along that block of uh, Tatnall Street, down uh, the 200 block of Tatnall Street. There's multiple uh, color codes that don't seem to be enforced. And what the city attorney kept saying, and the judge reiterated, was everybody knows you don't park at a yellow curb. I mean, that must have been repeated multiple times throughout that, uh, that appeal. Uh-huh. Everybody knows you don't park at a yellow curb. And the whole time I'm thinking... There's a yellow curb on 10th Street where everybody's parking now. Yeah, right. Yeah, so yes. uh, it's, 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 it's a little disingenuous to, 
to, you know, prosecute somebody for parking by a yellow curb with that logic of everybody knows when the reality is everybody doesn't know. You're 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 setting up this situation here. Now, Ken, there there's there's there, like there's yeah, there's a kiosk there that says you can park there and there's a sign that says you can park there, right? Exactly. Yes. So so which which takes precedence? Now, uh, in the video, because I didn't want to confuse people too much, there's actually several different signs, depending on where you are in the block, that say everything from uh, a loading zone, don't park here, to 30-minute uh, parking, to an hour parking, to two-hour parking. So depending on where you are on the block, and these, these uh, spaces are not marked out. You know, a lot yeah. of areas of the city you go and you've got the little white corner markers kind of saying, you know, this is a space. Uh, that block, you don't have that, you know, because, again, it was never uh, originally designed to allow parking there. But since Deco came on board and, and everything, and I get why the city would, would want to allow parking there. It's convenient. It doesn't seem to impede the flow of traffic through the area. That's fine. But let's get rid of the yellow curb uh-huh. and let's and let's have consistent signage, yeah. uh, especially between the signs and the kiosk, uh, you know, don't don't have signs that say the parking is anywhere from 30 minutes to two hours and then get to the kiosk that says four hours. Yes. And yeah. I suspect, see, see, you you don't expect such, you don't, you do not suspect people in city government of having uh, nefarious uh, reasons for doing this. And I do. I, uh, I, I like to, I like, yeah, I I like to believe in, in the best of people and, and often I do. But when it comes to uh, some of these administrative offices, and not necessarily, I'm not saying that the mayor's trying to bilk people, but there are likely people looking at this who are not the mayor saying, we're bringing in like uh, millions of bucks in, in parking and stuff like that. I mean, it's part of their their budget, man. And so in looking at that, they're thinking, at least I think they're thinking, well, we don't want to change anything because if people are being fooled and we're making more money in the city, then good for us. Look, I can I play part of this video on the air? Uh, absolutely. Okay. It's okay. So I uh, will tell folks where to get this. So Ken is asking people, um, would you park here or would you not park here? What do you think? There's yellow on the curb. There's a sign that says you can park for, I think, 30 minutes, and the kiosk says four hours. So here's the kind of response he was getting. How long would you park for? Well, um, it, it sounds like it says you can only park for an hour. Okay, an hour. Maybe you can park longer if you go to the kiosk. Okay, so if you had to, if, if someone was visiting from out of town and said, how long can I park here, what would you tell them? It looks pretty temporary to me with the yellow line. I just kind of go where everyone else is going, and it looks like people are parking here. I don't see a row of tickets, you know, but it's really hard to say. <laughs> don't know. I don't know. So if someone were to ask you, can I park here, and for, if yes, for how long, what would you tell them? I would tell them no, because if you park here, you're probably going to get a ticket. Yeah. Real big. <laughs> Real big. There's a lot of people parked here. Uh, I don't see any tickets so far. They'll be coming around. <laughs> I would trust the kiosk that says four hours because you're going to put money in and get some sort of documentation that you're allowed to park there. So I think that that would override the yellow curb, obviously. All these people are parked at the yellow curb. So that's what I would go with, at four hours. Four hours. 
at your discretion, good luck. You might get a ticket. You may not get a ticket. Yeah. But if I was driving and saw the yellow, but I saw all the rest of the cars, I probably would park as well if it was going to be quick. It'd be quick. Everything you just saw was recorded on Monday. It's now. Okay. And you posted this. Uh, you, that, that was Thursday when you put it all together. And now this Monday, a week later, it's posted on YouTube. It's Ken Grant's channel on YouTube asking pedestrians about parking in Wilmington. Episode one of 4,576. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Um, actually, it's, uh, I've also posted on my uh, LinkedIn and Facebook uh, pages as well. So, uh, and between the three so far, again, this just launched this morning. Uh, looks like combined, we're looking at about 500 views so far. Very nice. Uh, and some interesting comments. You know, m- most people are, you know, they're, they're, they're getting, you know, the, the, yeah, this is a problem. Um, and you brought up the, uh, the revenue aspect of it. Last week was sitting in the uh, city budget hearings, uh, specifically talking about the Department of Finance and the parking regulations and so forth. And the focus was entirely on how much this is bringing in. Really? Um, there, and and the, the, the frustrating part, and I, I expressed this in an email to the city officials this morning, uh, all of this stuff, the whole Wilmington parking system was set up over 20 years ago to be this revenue-generating force. Things have changed substantially in the past 20 years. Uh, at that time, you know, Wilmington was a daytime city. You know, roll up the sidewalks at uh, at five o'clock was was the old saying. You know, just not much going on. But as you just pointed out, as we both know, now this is the place to be in the evenings, weekends. You know, people want to come down here, whether it's hanging out at the Queen or the Nomad or going to see a show at the Grand, whatever. And and you know, like you, this is uh, you know, this is just a great place to be. So it's the evenings and the weekends when traffic is an issue. If the if the focus is let's just bring in as much money as we possibly can, then the city, you know, can continue trying whatever and just not pay attention to the changing demographics or the changing situations here. Yeah. If the if the goal is to increase traffic flow to make things better for the people who live, work, and play in this city, then there should be a comprehensive overview of what we have and why we have it here. Well, I have, I have, I have, I have a, uh, I, I have a, I have a different uh, view here for you. You know, I could be mediator here. Uh, I could say, you know what, uh, we're going to do more things here in the city to attract people. We have great shows at the Grand and the Queen. Uh, we also have great music at Deco, and then we have great restaurants as well. And so we have more and more people come in, and then when they try to park, we screw them. And so it's it's kind of like entrapment. It's kind of like duck hunting. You know, you're sitting there in the duck blind, and you got little ducks out there going whack, 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 whack. Ducks think they're going to come in here and, and eat something, and no, and uh, you, you blow them away, and you take them home and eat them. It's the same kind of thing. You, you entrap people well, with. That's what started this. That's what started this over ten years ago. Yeah. Was you and I saw the the you know at the time there were billboards. There was you know uh, thousands of dollars a month being spent on campaigns to try to draw people into the city. And then at the same time, they're basically sending a message of, you know, come here and you risk uh, a $40 parking ticket. Yeah. And, and you, so you had people coming in. Uh, I'll never forget Mark Fields at the Grand saying, you know, the frustration for them is someone could come in, have an incredible meal, 
and a great experience uh, seeing a show. And if they come out and there's an illegitimate ticket sitting on their uh, windshield, they just say, I'm never coming back. Yeah, and unfortunately that, that has happened. Now, you were talking about city parking revenue being a huge part of this uh, budget meeting. How much, do, do you remember the numbers are being thrown around and how much they're actually so, bringing in? Right, so so the city will, will tell you that uh, they normally bring in anywhere from four or five or six million dollars uh, for parking revenue through the fines and fees uh, program. What they're not, the, you know, we're, we're trying to like parse out exactly how much net they're making because included in that uh, number is how much they're paying uh, collection agencies. The uh, conduit, the contractor that they're working with, they're paying over a $120,000 per month plus 30% of whatever they're able to get in through their booting and other enforcement tactics. They're paying the state of Delaware uh, upwards of $90,000 a year to block people from re-registering their vehicle if they owe money. And, of course, part of the problem there is the city's not allowing uh, appeals processes to, to take place properly, which means some of the people that they're uh, trapping there into paying, you know, or else they can't re-register their vehicle, uh, they've probably been denied their due process rights. So, I mean, this thing is, is messed up kind of beginning to end. So uh, one estimate is that we may be clear uh, 200000 or so a year. Wow. That's you know, not I, good I, at I, all. And, and, and I, the I, thing is, that the, I, I, the whole idea here originally was, oh, my gosh, uh, we it's kind of like being in a restaurant. You know, you, you want to turn the tables so you just don't you don't just have like, you know, a dozen couples is sitting at a table and they're done eating and they're they're done uh, with with their dessert and everything. And they just don't leave. Well, well, now you can't make a living because. You got to turn those tables. You know, and other customers are coming in. Same right. thing with parking spaces. It is, uh, I say, valuable and limited real estate. So people come in, they park their cars, but uh, if they're not shopping, they're just hanging around and maybe you know, just I don't know, goof around. So you put a limit on it so that the people in these stores can make a living as as folks come in and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and buy stuff and then and then go away. But it's become something completely different, which is you know four to six million dollars gross revenue, which you say might be just a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. But the city sees this as a, a huge part of their uh, their budget income in revenues. Right. Exactly. Now, uh, now again, uh, the, what you just described there is what we hear from the business owners all the time: is yeah, we want to see good traffic flow. And again, when do you want to see it now? Not necessarily from, you know, 8 in the morning till 3 in the afternoon, but rather from the afternoon into evening as people are coming in to have dinner and so forth and weekends. Yeah. Uh, I can't tell you the number of times I've, uh, you know, tried to get downtown on a Saturday. Every parking spot is filled along Market Street, and all it takes is one or two people to double park, you know, to quickly run in and, uh, you know, try to, uh, you know, pick up their food or or whatever, and traffic is backed up for blocks around. So, and there's uh, absolutely no enforcement, no attempt to to try to you know clear that situation up. Yeah, I got about a minute here, Ken. So, um, you sent out uh, what emails or letters, or you contacted folks in the city to say, hey, there's a lot of confusion here on how to park. It's yellow. Uh, it says one hour on the sign, four hours on the kiosk. What do we do? And what did the city say when they responded to you? 
I, I had one city council member just, uh, you know, acknowledging that they had received that uh, that email. <laughs> and other than that, there's been no response whatsoever. And And why would there be? You know, people make mistakes and the city can profiteer from that. You know, so why would they respond? And if the city of Wilmington, if the mayor uh, yeah. or city council don't like that I say that, well, then respond to Ken Grant and fix this thing. There you go. The uh, YouTube site. Uh, and, and again, this is this is episode one. Uh, you know, I've got at least the next uh, seven or eight episodes sort of mapped out. So uh, be ready for some fun conversations in the future. Are you going to release everyone on a Monday? Is that the deal? Every Monday? That, that's the plan for now. Okay. Uh, you know, I've I've got I've got uh, quite a bit of, of raw material for episode two and a couple of things for episode three already set up. So very very good. Ken Grant on YouTube. Look for Ken Grant asking pedestrians about parking in Wilmington, episode one. Thanks, Ken. You're doing uh, great work.